Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftBrewSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brood Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. This is Bronson Arroyo from the Cincinnati Reds, and you're listening to Craft Brewed Sports with Scott and Mike. Hey, everybody. 
everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike, sitting with me as always, my main man Scott. The man behind the computer is Joe. This is Craft Root Sports. Scott, you ready to uh, tap this keg of sports knowledge? I'm literally pouring. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> you pump and I will pour. <laughs> Deal, man. How you doing? doing little good? jittery, but we're here. We're on time. We finally made it. That was uh. I was touch and go there for a minute. Nerve-wracking. Accidents uh, on the way to your house to get this thing going. None of us, thank God, but traffic was a bitch. Ugh. Scary, but here we are, man. Yeah, we made it. It's going to take us a few minutes to settle into the show. I, I feel really <laughs> jacked up. I'm going on low uh, sleep, F it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one for you. You are fucking shaky. Holy shit. <laughs> Joe, how are you doing, man? You know, I'm doing pretty good tonight. Pretty good. You, uh, this is Joe's Christmas right here, NBA draft. He's all jacked up for the draft. Uh, so we'll get into some draft talk tonight. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in here on YouTube Live and on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, great show coming at you guys tonight. We're going to talk, yeah. talk a little World Cup. We're going to talk a little uh, NBA. Um, we're going to talk. I don't even know what else we're going to talk. Well, we, we got, got all sorts of stuff. We got some guests, guests in the studio with yes. us tonight, hanging out in the speakeasy. We have Chris Coop Cooper, and we got Josh Wilson from 50 West Brewing hanging out. How you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Great day off uh, for me, personally. I know he, he had a little bit of a rough day. <laughs> <Stop> so. <bragging. laughs> and Chris and I go way back. Buddy from grade school, back up in the 419 in Toledo. Glass City, baby. <laughs> we, we shared the same employer for 10 minutes back in the day at the Toledo Zoo. So, yeah. Nice. All, all of the reminiscing tonight. And, Chris, good to have you, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, appreciate both of you guys hanging out with us. We're going to talk uh, both Chris. Uh, well, Chris is going to be taking part in uh, 50 West's Punch Out Round 3 coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, Josh, actually, you won it last year, right? Yeah, I yeah. fought it last year, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk we're, boxing. So the champ is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never lost. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about that and uh, give you guys uh, some tips on that event and uh, how you can check that out. Before we get into all that, let's do our motherfucker of the week. Scott, I'll let you give the, uh, the first option here. All right, uh, this week we kick things off with Nick Young. He's your first option for Motherfucker of the Week. Uh, This dude, uh, after Canada legalized recreational use of marijuana this week, when he was asked in an interview, hey, how do you feel about that, Nick? He wasn't satisfied. He said, oh, that's cool. Let me know when they uh, legalize cocaine. (laughs) So fresh off of his first NBA championship ring with the Warriors, he's trying to get cocaine legalized. So he's uh, he's really out of here fucking up the church. Is this a contract year for him, too? It might be. I don't know, but it's not good when you're an active player in the league to suggest that somebody legalize cocaine. Swaggy P's like, can, can you train me to Toronto once that happens? <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. No ties, by the way. Just don't don't connect the dots. There's nothing going on there. Uh, there's your first option. Second option this week, golf. I feel like we've had golfers in this thing for several weeks now. Golfers they just keep coming up. Just they're, being they're just being all the motherfuckers. Uh, this week, uh, Phil Mickelson is one of your nominees for Motherfucker of the Week. If you missed the U.S. Open this week, Phil Mickelson was putting uh, and one got by him, got past the hole, and instead of just letting it roll he all went the way Scott to the fairway, Kaiser with he it. went. Yeah, he full on putt putt style, just chased Tantrum. it down, boom, boom, tapped knocked it around like nobody it. got it in the hole. <laughs> that is exactly what I do. Oh, this is a three putt putt putt. Oh, well, I'm at four. F it. Put me down for twelve. Next hole. 
problem with putt putt is it's harder to get a beer while you're out on the course. That's this a is good very point. that's true. a very, that's why putt putt sucks. Ne- I was gonna say I've never I always, played. I always wondered why my dad hated taking us. <laughs> my dad hated taking us when we were kids, and I never. Figured, I'm like, this is the best, and now I totally it just yeah. clicked right there. Like, yeah. oh yeah, my dad can't drink. <laughs> He's got to put up with all of us kids, and he can't drink. I fucking hate my life too. Sorry, dad. I apologize for making you do that. Uh, but Phil Mickelson is your other option for motherfucker of the week this week. Uh, let's talk about the beer because uh, the the fellas here brought us some delicious brews from 50 West. Uh, I'll let you guys tell us about the the beer that we're drinking this week. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yes. really appreciate it. Seriously, Scott's over there texting, but yes, we we appreciate I'm the tweeting for the show. Oh my my bad. Yes, tell us about the beer. <laughs> so we brought a couple of them in. I'll uh, I'll talk about punch you in the IPA because I, I typically am the one brewing that beer. Uh, big. 9.2% ABV Imperial IPA, big 110 IBUs on it. Um, it it's got a, that traditional caramel malt forward backbone to it, and then the hops are real tropical, uh, a little bit of berry. And, uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass to brew, but as long as it puts a smile <laughs> on somebody's face, then uh, that's all. That, that's that's good enough for me. So pain it's, in the ass to dry hop as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Mike and I are originally not super high on the IPAs, but we've been broadening our horizons, especially in the last year on the show. Cause here's we, how here's how bad we've it. been on IPAs. Uh, it was just about a year ago yeah. that we had Pliny the Elder for the first time. Uh, we had it on the show. Oh yeah, Scott hated it. Yeah, no, I absolutely Couldn't hated stand it. One it of was the, one, one of, of the, the highest IPAs. rated IPAs that people will <laughs> yeah. clamor for around the country. We got it in, and it, you know, at the end of the show, we do consumer canon, you know, whether or not you like it or not. And I was without a hesitation, I was like, "Can this beer? This beer sucks." <laughs> I don't know what award shows it was in, but whoever they're completely drunk. The beer was awful, but I would love to revisit the beer because now that we've spent the last, I, I would say, six months really hitting the IPAs harder than we ever had. Uh, taste buds have changed. Tastes have grown. Still not all the way in on all of the hoppiness, and some of them, you know, still get me that mm, nope, I'm good. But uh, you know, so far on this one, it's, it's good stuff. Initial tastes are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I've had this one before, but it may have just been in a flight, so I you lose yeah. that. You know, you don't have. And this is uh, you guys just started canning this, right? Yeah, we just uh, I think it hit the market on uh, Tuesday in cans. Um, Man. So, but we've been Fresh, brewing it for freshest. yeah. This is this is like uh, six sixteen package date, so it's pretty fresh. You Man. know, uh, but uh, six eighteen, six eighteen, even, <laughs> even even fresher. I mean, but yeah, we've been brewing it for a long time, and uh, as soon as we hit the cans with our with coast to coast and our lager and our white ale, people have been clamoring for uh, punch you in the eye to be in cans and. Well, hopefully, uh, we gave the market what they want, and hopefully they like it. So. I'm sure they will, and it's perfect timing with uh, Punch-Out coming out, too. Yeah. So it, it, very well done on the marketing side yeah. on that one. Uh, Joe, you've had this one before. What are your thoughts, initial initial tastes? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a few words. Joe, Joe with his dynamite drop-ins. Uh, well, I'm floored by this one. I think you're right, Scott. Our tastes have changed so much. Like Normally, I would have had this and been like, whew. That's a lot. But all you, it, well, it all you would have had to say is Imperial in front of the IPA, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to like this. Yeah. I just go into the show like knowing that this is going to be a can, but I, I'm so far, wow. And I mean, when you were naming all of the, the different ingredients, I'm like, you know what? I can taste a little bit of each of those on the first couple sips. It yeah. wasn't, 
wasn't one where anything was drowned out. So yeah. I'll be interested to see uh, how this one holds up. How it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's get into Upper Deck, and then we'll we'll talk about some of those other beers as we crack those open a little bit later on. All Scott right, and I'm going to try off. not to mess up the sponsorship read this yep, week. I'd appreciate that. Grapefruit <laughs> Sports and Upper Deck is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes who are sports fans just like all of you. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty, all the time, every time. If someone has a better price, they'll tell you straight up. But Minuteman isn't just sports or concerts. They'll help you out with tickets to literally any event you want they'll even sell your tickets for you and with college football right around the corner be sure to hit up minuteman for all of your osu football ticketing needs so what we need you to do is go on over to facebook like them where they do weekly giveaways of merchandise they're even doing one with us right now yeah, that pops off tomorrow, tomorrow. Yep. um but they also have sports concert apparel even tickets obviously uh, yeah, so check them out at MinutemanTickets.com or call them at 614-943-3000 and avoid all of the fees. That's 614-943-3000. Shout out, Miniman. Yeah. Thanks for listening, boys. <laughs> Go Bucks. Yeah. Uh, Bucks fan. When they added that into the read, I was like... All right, yeah. I'll say a couple it. of non Buckeyes fans here, but you know uh, what? I, I know I, I work with one daily, so <laughs> they're, they're helping What's pay the up? bills. So. <laughs> All right, well, kicking things off with Upper Tech, we've had some insane World Cup stories. But I think Mexico. Yes. This one, I think, takes the cake on all of them. Uh, Burger King in Russia. Burger King of all places. You heard that right. Uh, They recently started a promotion. And, well, I'll just go on ahead and read the promotion that was posted and then translated on their Twitter account. It read, quote, Burger King, within the framework of social responsibility, has appointed a reward for girls who get pregnant from the stars of world football. Each will receive three million rubles and a lifetime, lifelong supply of Whoppers. For these girls, it will be possible to get the best football genes and will lay down the success of the Russian national team on several generations ahead. Forward, we believe believe in you end quote as you can imagine that one didn't go over too smoothly once word started getting out that they're basically pimping out all women to the russian national soccer team for for some money and free whoppers for a year not even the russian team just any of them like just go back oh, yeah any that's, dude. that's true I any mean, player just fuck any of them please we need some we need some good ballers over here so it didn't go too well and it left burger king the entire corporation rather not just burger king russia apologizing they said quote we are sorry about the clearly offensive promotion that the team in russia of course my pages are i mean amateur hour as soon as it was brought to our attention we had it removed you're welcome uh it certainly does not reflect our brand or our values and we are taking steps to ensure this type of activity does not happen again end quote Russia, what the fuck? You know what's crazy, too? The government, there was somebody in the government that was telling, like, Russian women they're not allowed to have sex with any foreign players, any foreign players or, like, right. fans coming in. It was in. highly... It was, like, a big deal. That, yeah. Then, like, the Russian government came out and was like, no, you can fuck whoever you want. And, I mean, I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. But and I you think can have some Whoppers with it. <laughs> I think, I mean, it makes sense, knowing that backstory, that that's why Burger King was like... All right, yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll even back you up on fucking them dudes. It's a whole new meaning to the phrase, have it your way. <laughs> All I know is if I'm a pro soccer player, or especially on a 
national team. I don't know if I'm trying to hook up with a girl that eats Whoppers, you know? That's I, true. I mean, <laughs> or at least not for very long. Three Whoppers at <laughs> that. Well, like. And who's very enticed by this promo. Right. <laughs> so, I just saw Burger King. Wait a second. You're trying to get down? No, that... That's a thing for you? I'm out. Messi's like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Man, that is that is quite the leadoff for Upper Deck. Yep, that's, it's all downhill from here, everybody. Uh, all right, let's move on. From burgers to hot dogs, uh, we may not agree on this show whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich, but we can all agree that when a mascot shoots a hot dog out of a cannon, it is fucking awesome. Uh, there's nothing better than mascots or ever coming out with a big old gun that's shooting hot dogs into the crowd. Uh, that is unless it hits you in the face and sends you to the ER. Uh, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened Monday night. Uh, a woman in Philly, uh, there was the, the Philly fanatic came out with a hot dog gun, shot it into the crowd. It hit this lady in the face, broke her glasses, sent her to the ER. She has a hematoma in her eye. She was oh. like, it's going to get worse before it gets better look there are um, so many reasons though that i'm not a doctor or any type of medical profession the main one being though that i would have been ma'am ma'am i know you're hurt but is a sandwich a hot dog i just need <laughs> clarification right now before is we a hot dog moment. a sandwich yeah, yeah, but you yeah, want to yeah, repeat yeah. that yeah <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich yeah, yeah, it's totally fucked that one up <laughs> i'm gonna go sit over in the corner yeah your mic's muted now <laughs> two minutes in the penalty box for me. Uh, the Phillies have actually agreed to give her free tickets. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, for like a while? I, hope. I think just like, for like the next game. Like They're just like, oh, maybe yeah, Burger just, King can throw on some Whoppers. I was going to say, does she also get free hot dogs? Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like they need to, the mascot needs to come over with just a shitload of hot dogs and be like, no, just, I'm going to hand these to yeah, you. Hand this them time. to her. This time. Like, <laughs> I want her to show up with like an eye patch on <laughs> and like a pirate hat. Yar, them damn hot dogs. <laughs> or Burger King should swoop right in and be like, like, hey, we didn't hit you in the face with burgers, but for a year, get it. You don't even have to fuck the men's national teams. You've already, you've already served, ma'am. If you fuck the Philly mascot, we'll, uh, we'll upgrade those to chicken fries. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Wow, that's right. wild. Two solid stories. We're Man, on a roll all right, here. let's keep going. Um, there's Petty, and then there is Petty. Uh, put Houston Rockets fans in the former category. Well, the latter, rather. Uh, still bitter about their West. I am just. I, I don't know words. I think you need to do a little bit more. I, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know words. I don't have the best words. But anyway, they're still bitter about their Western Conference Finals defeat uh, against the Superior Warriors. Uh, well, Rockets fans have taken to the internet streets. So turning the petty up all the way to 10 with Steph Curry's wife, Aisha. Uh, they're going after her. She and Chef Mike Mina. Uh, sure, yeah, whatever. Sure. Uh, they're set to launch a barbecue theme restaurant. Wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph Curry's <laughs> wife and not Steph Curry's wife are starting a restaurant. Yeah, the There's guy the with story. Steph Curry's <laughs> wife are starting a restaurant, and uh, it's supposed to launch in Houston. It's barbecue themed, um, but it hasn't even opened yet. It doesn't open in, in Houston. Yes, yeah. in Houston. It's oh, a ballsy wow. move. Ballsy move. Uh, hasn't opened. Doesn't open until July July fifth. But that hasn't stopped Rockets fans from going on Yelp and Facebook and hitting the <laughs> restaurant with negative reviews. All the one star reviews because that's how you solve your team losing in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, one of the reviews read, quote, 
I will never step foot in this restaurant, even if my only other option was pet food. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but of course, the story started tame. That's a tame. It is. It, it was tame, but um, the story picked up steam a little bit, and uh, Warriors fans got news of this, so they went on and they started giving five star reviews, trying to balance things out. Uh, and there was a review from a Warriors fan, which trumps the one from the Rockets fan. Said, "Quote." The food definitely caters to the flavors Houstonians really enjoy in their mouth. Salty, sour, and most of all, bitter. End quote. Uh, but I, if I was uh, going to join a new fandom, it would totally be Houston Rockets fans, though, because I'm super effing petty. So I do, enjoy, I do enjoy a good petty story where they're like, nah, fucking, oh, your wife's coming here to set up shop? I'm going to hit her with a one-star review. That'll get her. That'll teach her. I mean, what's she thinking, though? Like... Well, okay, but I'm guessing this has been in planning for a long time. It wasn't like, oh, hey, they just lost to Houston. No, I know it's not like a, right a away, but there. it's uh, there was also a big rivalry last year between Houston and Golden State. I, I'm and guessing when they're clearly, picking a place to make a restaurant, they weren't worried about her husband's rivalry. She's got to think of that shit. It's the fucking <laughs> internet age, man. You well, got I mean, you got as many people as they're beating. Then you, I mean. That's good point. Yeah. You can't run anywhere. Could, yeah. Do it in Oakland. Like, 30, yeah. 30 NBA yeah. cities. Oh, that's the real answer. Yeah. Do it in like, Oakland. Why are you 30 not NBA cities minus the one that the, uh, that the Warriors would be favored in? I mean, you could find some place to open up besides there, I guess. Right, exactly. There's just there's no need to do Houston. That's the, the weirdest part of that. Big shocker, though. There are also a lot of sexist and misogynistic and racist comments. What? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, on the reviews. Like, Let this was the tame my pearls because I don't believe I know. <laughs> my word. NBA fans in Houston are racist? No way. People on the internet are racist? What? I and don't sexist, it. even. In 2018, nonetheless. Well, Moving on. All kinds of new shit tonight. All kinds of new shit. All right, let's, let's move on. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the World Cup. Uh, so we know that the World Cup is full of gamesmanship. Uh, there's it, Teams will do whatever they can to get a leg up. That was apparent this week uh, when stories came out about the Swedish team where their coach was seen uh, going to – he rented a house in Austria overlooking the South Korean team where they were practicing. And he had like a long-range telescope and was watching to see what they were doing. Uh, but that is nothing compared to what South Korea did. Their coach was spotted – changing numbers for players in different friendlies and practices leading up to the game. So somebody finally called him out and were like, Coach, why are your players changing numbers all the time? <laughs> I love this. And uh, his answer was pretty amazing. He said, quote, We swapped them around because we didn't want to show our opponents anything. It's very difficult for Westerners to distinguish between Asians, and that's why we did that. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so basically, he was like, yeah, they can't tell us apart, so fuck it. <laughs> I mean, they all had like uniform haircuts or something. No, not even. Like, know, yeah, they're, oh, they're, oh, no, still no. What, what's also funny is, you know what? Embrace the rest of the world's racism <laughs> to your advantage. You know what? The rest of the world doesn't can't tell us apart. Fuck them. <laughs> we'll make sure they pay for that. <laughs> that was his whole plan. I was like, I'm just gonna switch jerseys. They don't know who the fuck they're looking at. Fuck it. Uh, it would have, yeah, that's amazing. It, it should be noted that uh, they did lose the game to uh, 
You, you good, man? Everything good? Yeah. Just right, a little cool. popcorn. Yeah, I'm hearing some popcorn. That's right. It should be noted that South Korea lost that match one nothing, and now they still have to face Mexico and Germany. So they are pretty much going to be leaving Russia with zero points because uh, there is no way. doesn't even matter. Like, Mexico is like, I don't give a fuck what you look like, what number. We're going to beat the shit out of you. It don't matter. It's all good. Crazy. Damn. I mean, it's hot. <laughs> Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, my only remark about Mexico's national team is they tend to play up to like a higher level for yeah, like when they played for uh, sure. You know, and then whenever they're playing a, a lower level team, they play to the level of their opponent, and that's that's my knock on those guys. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I wish the U.S. played up to anyone. Yeah, that's That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 2026, we got that. <laughs> can't, can't miss that one. Yeah, <laughs> that shit. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Scott. All right, well, I want to make sure. Are we going to go on this next story, Joe? Okay, cool. I just want to make sure because we've got soundbite coming. Um, some people take <laughs> getting to their favorite sporting event to a little bit of an extreme. Well, this Mississippi State fan is proof positive of that. He's at the College World Series, and I'll let you listen and let him tell you what it took to get him there. <laughs> this guy. Do you Eventually. You gotta just say it? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. I didn't transcribe it, so, I mean, we, we, we totally... I, I need that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just getting the big old wheel going, so if you just want to read it yourself, hopefully, <laughs> oh. and may come on here in a second. Yeah, it says, play first soundbite and package on my script, so... Uh, <laughs> and, unfortunately, I yeah, really it's crazy. can't remember what <laughs> it said, so... This is a stellar story when technology ramrods you. Man, all you first-time listeners, we are usually not this sloppy. I mean, we've only been drinking for 20 minutes, so no excuse there. Um, Speaking of drinking, you think you can hand me that growler? (laughs) (laughs) I think we all need it. It's about time for a shot. Man, having technical issues all over the place. (laughs) Brutal night. All right, whatever. Fuck it. Let's just move on. The guy said something crazy about how uh, his friend had to sell a prosthetic leg to get get him to the College World Series. There you go. Yeah. Dynamite story, Scott. Well done. Sounded so much better coming from me. All right, let's try to bring this one home. Uh, we talked on the show before about cannabis-infused beers. Five thunderstorms. Yeah. There it is. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, the Omaha area overnight left behind damage in some neighborhoods. Some Omaha residents had a soggy start to the day with lots to clean up. Good evening. I'm Jennifer Griswold. And I'm Craig DeGrelli. In addition How to the drenching rain, <laughs> delays have marred the College World Series at TV Ameritrade it's Park. Like, Games it's the first back. So. Today, a triple header. Just after 10 this morning, Not they did the live feed play ball in the gray sky. Many fans have been waiting since last night to see their team play. Courtesy KMTV. A few rain delays definitely did not dampen the spirits for the fans of this morning's College World Series game. The sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. But <laughs> Wait, I get a and I get a chance to be in Omaha. Terry Powell is one thousand. He said, "My wife's boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend <laughs> sold his prosthetic leg." Yeah, I need to take a drink to that. <laughs> see, and as you can see, it was, it was funny it. when it was she got there, but you know. That was a long way to go for that payoff, but it was worth it, man. It was worth it. All right, I'm fucking sweating from this now. I'm Holy sweating shit. from nervousness. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, God. I All hope right. Obama didn't tune in tonight. 
<laughs> All right, so we talked on the show before about cannabis-infused beers, and they are finally here, everybody. Next month, Two Roots Brewing in Colorado is rolling out their THC and CBD-infused beers to stores. They start in Nevada. They'll eventually... Jesus Christ. They'll eventually roll out to all states where weed is legal. Craziest part here is that it's illegal to have alcohol in these beers. So Two Roots reportedly has a process that removes the alcohol from the beers. I don't know how that's possible. I was going to see if you guys can uh, shed some light on that. Oh, that's <laughs> the only thing I can think of is not putting yeast into it, which is the only reason that sugars and starches are converted to alcohol. Yeah, that would be the only reason I could see it too, as well. So I mean, no it would yeast. Have like a, it would have no yeast, but a low, you know, low density of sugars in the solution. So it would actually like a no duels. You know, mm. is it O'Doul's? That's the non-alcoholic yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like that you're like, which one is the one that, uh, it, like, wusses drink? Yeah. Like, why, why is there a non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> but I, this mean, I love the taste of beer, but I, I like alcohol, too. So. <laughs> I've tried no duels. I have, too. It's shit. <laughs> I've heard of O'Doul's. But those guys, they're not brewing a beer and then, like, taking the alcohol out of it. Like, these guys make it seem like they brew a beer and then remove the alcohol, which I have no idea. I have no possible. idea how they would do yeah. that either. I feel like that'd be harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would think so. Uh, well, there you go. Starting next month. go If you're in a state that, that's got it legalized or if you're Nick Young and you're really... In Canada. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're really scouting things out, you can start getting some weed-inspired uh, beers. Pretty interesting, right. actually. They uh, So... They do every year the uh, Craft Brewers Conference. Yeah. And uh, they had a seminar on THC and CBD and beers this year. Really? So, yeah, I think it's going to be something that's huge in the you know next coming five, ten years once the rest of America kind of catches up with the West Coast. <laughs> you know? All right, well, let's close out Upper Deck, uh, brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets. I would love to hear more about this. So do you think we're going to see more breweries coming into this idea of, uh, like, how big do you think this could end up getting? I mean, I think that it's it's just another step along the way, in my opinion, on the uh, on the craft beer train. I think mm-hmm. that, that it's those two come marijuana or THC and 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 hops are a close Cousins. cousin, right? So you know, it's they're meant to be enjoyed together, in my opinion, just at uh, certain rates, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, that's I, we've actually done a CBD infused beer before mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times. Actually, I'm not a huge fan, a proponent of the CBD oil. I, I just, as far as the flavor profile goes, how but, well do uh, they sell? Uh, well, it was it was actually it wasn't a full batch that we had done. We did oh, okay. it was our uh, our 420 beer. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> we just infused. I see what you did there. It. Yeah, it was <laughs> our our 420 beer. We infused a keg with it, and uh, we've done it twice now. Uh, and uh, I think the first time we did it, we had like a uh, a reggae band playing live or something like that. And all the stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> it was all, it, that was all very the way much in. And then, <laughs> let's just say the the tap room smelled really nice when, uh, when they were performing. I so. mean, it couldn't smell bad at that point, right? Yeah. Beer and I, weed. Actually, <laughs> I, I I did a paper on uh, trying to figure out if it'd be possible to uh, crossbreed. Um, Marijuana and, and hops. And did you come up with it? Yeah. Was no, this like it's, a thesis? It's not possible. Oh, it's like not? It, okay. It, 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 would, right. it would be very hard to do that. And um, I also think that if they, they ended up uh, legalizing uh, marijuana-infused beer, THC-infused beer, that they would probably have a, a level of ABV that would have to be lower. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want someone getting drunk and high 
at the same time from like what? one or two beers. <laughs> what? From one or I mean, two beers. Who's, legally, who are legally these speaking, <laughs> Legally speaking, I don't think oh, that they, okay. they would legally they would, would want to do that. Like I feel like it'd be a lot, yeah. lot more red tape to cross their... Yeah, no, I mean, you don't want to go too far to the extreme, but backing yeah. up just a, a little bit there, you said you did a paper. Let's talk about, you went through the Cincinnati State uh, Brewmaster Program. Talk about that a little bit. Still grinding, man. I still got a year left, and uh, it's... It's it's an eye opening uh, thing. Like uh, there's there's way more scientific and mathematic uh, stuff involved mm-hmm. than people give it credit for. Like, right. I, I have a I have a book about this thick, pretty much just of all uh, different equations mm-hmm. that you can use for like IBUs, like your yeast pitches, like uh, SRMs, decoctions, SRMs, like every everything that is involved with beer. There's an, there is an equation. Mm-hmm. To have an exact number with it, you know, it's really, really science and math involved, right? And I mean, you know, most people probably think, all right, you, you hear home brewers, that means, oh, any old idiot can do it. But I mean, Cincinnati, oh, absolutely, Cincinnati State, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the general thought. And then you hear about this, and it's like, whoa, no, there's actual, you know, math and science into it. I mean. Any person could be a home brewer, but to perfect it and go on and, you know, actually take it further than your kitchen. Yes. You know, having this background. Uh, and Cincinnati State's one of the first schools to do a program like this, right? There there are others that um, – the, the the person, Carla Gazelle, uh, who's heading the program, like she went to uh, – Sybil? No, she, it was Niagara University okay. in Canada. And mm-hmm. I guess they had, they had one of the first programs. And she got the curriculum from them. And uh, uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just saying. It was, it's one of, That's Cincinnati CBD State is just one of the, the, the first to do this in the country. Like have this – kind of like dive deep into having this program. Uh, there aren't a lot of bigger colleges, I guess you, you could say, that have – have these type of programs when Cincinnati State is like, hey, you know, we'll go, we'll go for it. And if you, if you're interested in that type of thing, you know, they might as well be spearheading it. So it's one of the only places that I, I, I've heard of that has a place. Absolutely, a I, like I think there are maybe two or three more colleges nationwide that that probably have okay. a similar program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the largest one is Oregon State. Okay, and uh, and I want to say that uh, somebody in California, a larger one of the larger guys in California has one as well. Gotcha. But the the um, it's it's cool to be working with Coop here and and see how he interprets things and look at the way that he breaks down his um, you know the formulas that we utilize and et cetera because he has a different education in it than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and how did you get started with? Just a just a guy that really, you know home brewed and really loved it and um, left my previous career. I traveled a lot of my previous career okay. and uh, just kind of was done with all that and wanted to do something that I loved and uh, you know got on board with Fifty West to just like one of those right time, right place type of thing, situations mm-hmm. and been with them for a little over three years now so uh can you give those who aren't local to cincinnati a a little history about 50 west and you know how they've come up because there's so many different breweries and a lot of times you know people outside of cincinnati have only heard of like ryan geist and you know those but talk about 50 west a little bit yeah uh so we opened in november of 2012 uh we were one of the actually before uh i believe ryan geist and mad tree were one of the few 
the very few early guys in the city mm-hmm. um, on the second wave. There was that first wave with like the Listermans and uh, right. those guys. Um, More line. Uh, but yeah, we opened up our pub in uh, November of 2012 and uh, then kind of just kept cranking out really cool, interesting beers over on our pub side. It's a 10-barrel system, so we're doing basically like 20 kegs at a time, 20 half barrels, um, real small amounts, and kind of got to the point where the, the demand was out, just outgaining our, what, what we could supply. Mm-hmm. So um, May of 2016, we opened up our production facility. Uh, that's We're on like a 20-barrel brew house, and we can produce upwards of about 120 kegs out of a single batch over there so 60 barrels and um i predominantly stay over there uh every once in a while if i get to brew something fun or write a recipe i get to go over and work with coop and we got another pub brewer over there and uh shout out ryan hayes yeah and, uh, <laughs> and work with those guys but uh yeah we we kind of took like the uh the grassroots you know very organic traditional way i like to uh it's kind of a uh, lame reference, but I like to refer to us because we've taken our time to get into cans. I told, like we just hit our first cans. We've been open since 2012, and we just hit cans this year. Well, that was um, going to be my next question. Yeah. You saying that you know the the puncher and the IPA just you know releasing on Tuesday? How many cans are you guys up to at this point now? Uh, total cans, we have four styles. Okay, uh, we have our American Lager, which is real light, crisp, refreshing, mm-hmm. um, just like a, almost like a. You know, I don't want to say it, but almost like a macro, like Bud or something like that. Is it your go-to? Is that like what I, I his go-to? No, his go-to is Doom Pedal. <laughs> yeah, Doom Pedals. Doom, Doom Pedals are white ale. That's like uh, yeah, it's a Belgian wit with uh, orange peel, coriander, real um, like almost cereal-like uh, flavors to it. Okay, uh, real light and refreshing though mm-hmm. too. Um, that's our that's our second one, and we have Coast to Coast, which is just our base IPA, six and a half percent. You know, real easy drinking, um, and then Punch Punch just hit cans too. So, well, we're working on some other stuff that uh, some other recipes. I've really, I, I've kind of in the last six or eight months taken upon myself and uh, and our other production brewer guys who are actually on you know on the brew deck every day to hammer out these recipes that are in cans and really, you know, hone them. And uh, I think we're doing pretty good, and we just got to knock this one out of the park and we'll move on to our next beer. And people are begging for... Uh, Paychex Porter. For Paychex Porter or, <laughs> uh, or coffee, please, our coffee, uh, uh, American coffee stout. But as, that's on nitro. As far as getting those in cans. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. on nitro. So that's a whole different, you know, that's 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 an experience I've never done before, so, which is cool about the industry. So. Yeah, so when you guys are coming up with new formulas and ideas, what kind of inspires you to, to go in a certain direction? Is it... You know, fans saying, you know, hey, we really wish you would make this type of beer, or is it, you know, looking at the market and seeing where it's kind of going, or how do you guys decide what direction you're going to go in for a new recipe? Speaking for myself, not Coop, I uh, don't ever. I, I love. <laughs> I, I'm a bit of a. I like to cook, so okay. like I try different things. Like I'm on this uh, here lately. I've been like on the super uh, floral kick. So yesterday we just brewed a beer with uh, thyme, okay, and clementines. So uh, I've been on that kind of kick. Like that's really uh, so I get my inspiration from uh, cooking, and I've been on this uh, 
Been watching a lot of Fuck That's Delicious. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that. <laughs> I have never I've heard never of it. No, what is that? It's a great show, man. It's a great show. It's Action Bronson. And he's a uh, the oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I know that name. Yeah, and he does a show on MTV or on MTV. She's on HBO on Viceland. Okay, and he travels all over the world and tries all these different foods and stuff. And you know, he'll they talk about the recipe designs with him because he's he was a cook in uh, I think he's from Queens or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they talk to the, the the chefs about the recipe designs and stuff, and it's like, oh man, that would be cool to you know try and s- replicate that if I can that same flavor and aroma mm-hmm. in a beer. So that's uh, I don't, and I hate to say this, but I don't really listen to what everybody wants. I brew beers. I like to brew beers that I like to drink. You know, and, that, that's awesome I to think, hear, but, though, because I mean, a lot of times. People will say, oh, we want this certain type of beer because it's something they had somewhere else or whatever. It's just their favorite type. And it's not necessarily what's going to sell on a a mass quantity. And and that's more, I think that's like any industry is like, do what you like. Like, we do a show that we would want to listen to. And if people don't like you, uh, fuck you. Something See, yeah, 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 right. There's, there's a billion like, other sports yeah, podcasts out You'll there. find the audience, you know? So right. I think that's a, a good approach to just be like, we do what we like, and we're, we'll attract people who like what we like. That's that's what the sales team's for. They they promote. <laughs> <laughs> they make the people want to drink. Speaking of that, uh, how can I get a job as a sales rep? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my employer's listening. I'm very happy at my job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh, the 50 West Punch Out event. Um, this, how, how did this whole event get started? Because again, this is something where, like, you know, people outside of Cincinnati probably have never heard of it, and I know locally there's plenty of people who still haven't heard of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've seen the videos of those crowds. It seems like everybody's heard of that event, yeah. right? Like, but until we started, until we started doing the show, I had no idea about yeah, it. It yeah. wasn't until about a year ago that I learned about it. So, can can you talk to us about the genesis of that whole event? I wasn't there yet, so that's on him. I don't know how it started. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking at you, Coop. So there's that. <laughs> so thanks for coming. I'll go in the corner. Here. <laughs> thanks for bringing Josh, the real expert. <laughs> Why do you think I brought him? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, this is our third year. Um, first year was uh, just something that we uh, started planning about eight months in advance, and we're like, we really want to. This this was actually the first time that punch has ever been in cans. Yeah, mm-hmm. year one we actually bottled it. Okay, so we uh, we had twelve ounce heritage uh, heritage bottles, the shorties. Okay, and we uh, we released that. In in time with the uh, in time with the uh, the boxing match for the first year. Okay. First year, I, I was still pretty green in the brewing industry mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to get in where I fit in. And I helped the guys out on the uh, productions. Or you know, during that I, during the event, I was just like tapping kegs mm-hmm. and making sure all the beers were pouring and running around like a madman. And uh, that first year, we had uh, our, our one of our owners actually fought that year. Okay, and uh, ended up winning his fight, and you know it was great, really cool experience. And uh, I was like, man, I really got to do this next year. So the second year rolled around, and we weren't going to release punch at all. There was no plans. We did some really cool variants. We had like a cranberry version, pineapple version. I think we had three or four different uh, variants on punch you in the eye, and. Uh, but I didn't get to partake any of the cool festivities. I'm getting ready to fight 
you know, at 9.30. Right. I don't want to be well, stumbling around <laughs> from, from drinking. Maybe you don't want to be drunk hobo boxing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, but I, my, my round or my fight luckily didn't last too long and I got out of the ring and got to, you know, enjoy the festivities a little bit. Then this year we have a total of five people signed up, including Coop, um, to fight. So I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it again this year. But, um, with, with the people from 50 West, there's five of us, like to have six of us signed up, that's kind of a little bit too much. And Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I didn't. When I was training for it, I was training like three days a week, two or three days an hour, or two or three hours a day when I was going into training. So it was like it was super brutal and working my ass off too in the brewery. Right, you know, right. it's like we have no AC. Uh, it's ninety-five <laughs> degrees and like lifting kegs, yeah, lifting kegs, <laughs> fifty-five pounds of grain, and shit like that. Let's so let's talk about how much he needed to train for a. What was it? Uh, minute twenty six of a fight. Yeah, yeah my fight. God last... bless that training. <laughs> so your fight only went a minute twenty six. Yeah, I knocked him down three times. There you go. So, yeah. See all that training paid off. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys doing like crazy shit, like hitting the bags of grains, like Rocky? Like, I was. Do I was doing shit like that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. You might as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I was working on my footwork. I'd be you know drinking raw eggs, taking <laughs> a beer, and, and working on my footwork, reaching over pour a beer put an egg in it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how much animosity is there between because this is brewer versus brewer so how much of it is like uh you know it starts off kind of fun and games and then it turns into sort of like a lot of shit talk and becomes uh you know a rivalry in a sense it depends on how bad you get beat (laughs) No, uh, the guy who I fought last year, we uh, we did shots after, and you know, nice. knocking back bourbon and drinking beers together. And actually, after the fight, um, I reached out to him on Facebook. I you know I spoke to him a couple of times before and got to know him a little bit, and reached out to him uh, on Facebook the night before the fight and said, "Hey man, uh, I think it'd be really cool, win, lose, or draw after the fight's over if we chugged a beer together in the middle of the ring." So he brought in. Uh, <laughs> Um, Matt Tree Shade, and he fought at Matt Tree, or he's uh, bruised at Matt Tree, and uh, I brought him, I think, Logger or Doom Pedal or something, and so after uh, after the fight, we swapped beers, so I was drinking a Shade, and he oh, was drinking nice. a 50 West beer, and you know, there, it's, people always kind of ask that about the industry in general, you know, how much, right. you know, how much of a competition is there, but... You know, we could reach out to those guys and say, "Hey, man, we really need some yeast for this beer. Do you have any of this yeast? Can we use it?" Or you know, another brewery might reach out to us and say, "Hey, we we need flaked barley or another ingredient, any kind of hop. Can can we get some from you? We'll pay you back." Like you don't get that in any other kind of production. Yeah. Like, so this isn't like a Jets and Sharks thing no. among all the, <laughs> the brewers and sets. Because I, I actually wondered that, like, how yeah. much competition was there between the local breweries, and if there would be any type of like backstabbing, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. amongst the breweries trying to you know get the the most right. of the market. From my limited experience, I can say that there's definitely more camaraderie than there is competition. That's right. awesome. Yeah, I think it, we kind of look at it like we're all on the same boat, 
and we're heading towards a big giant battleship, you know, Miller Corps or Nice. Invest take them down. It's like let's throw our sticks and spears at their battleships. I think think you'll get the local militia, aka me, Mike, and Joe, to take up arms for going up against Inbev. Like you guys supply Yeah, you guys supply the munitions and we'll be there. We may not be good in a fight, but we'll go down swinging. By munitions, you mean beers, right? Oh, absolutely. They'll never take our barley. (laughs) Not this market. (laughs) I hate to interrupt, but I just realized that our barcode is the shape of a fucking van. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have the uh, the van is like one of the yeah. those staples at Fifty West. Yeah, we actually have three of them on nice. property. Yeah, <laughs> we have three of them. Uh, first one we ever bought, we bought like six or eight months in, I think, to or six or eight months into when we opened, and uh, Volkswagen bus. I think it was nineteen seventy two, and uh, we drive it to events. We pour beer out of the side of it and all kinds of stuff like that, and. Uh, it actually ended up catching on fire on 275. <laughs> <laughs> it just blew up. And I, 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 before I started working for 50 West, I, I, uh, I'm getting, I just caught an airplane back to Cincinnati and was driving back with my ex and uh, back to the house and uh, drove past this flaming Volkswagen Beetle or Volkswagen bus. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And I saw it and I was like, 50 West. Oh, I know those guys. They make pretty good beer. That's great advertising. (laughs) So so I guess the owner of our company called up uh, now the vice president and said, hey, man, um, so I'm on 275. uh, The bus is on fire. I got a really good idea, though. So what we did was we stripped all the seats and everything out of it. And if you ever go to our pub, you can actually sit on the inside, of, uh, sit in the inside of it, and drink beer and you know, uh, eat eat and do all that kind of shit. And and then uh, when we decided to do that, we bought another one. Um, <laughs> the one that caught on fire first off is Penny Lane. Okay. After the Beatles song. Okay. And then uh, we bought Eleanor Rigby, nice. another Beatles <laughs> reference. Uh, she still runs, not caught on fire yet. Knock on wood. Uh, she's close. Yeah, she, she's real close. She's, she's struggling. She's tough to drive. But uh, and then um, just when we opened up uh, the production facility, we bought another one, which is a uh, the truck version, truck with the bed in the back. Yeah, uh, that sits over at our production facility, and that's uh, that's Jude. So, you know, all, all there's of it. There's my van right there. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. That's the one. It's a sign. Yeah. And that's the only dude. We got Eleanor, we got Penny Lane, and we got Jude. And Jude's the dude. So. <laughs> Jude's macking. <laughs> I can't wait to have a beer with my son inside the Jude van. That better still be there in like, uh, he's two. So, like, at least 14 more years. <laughs> and then we can, we can have a beer. At least. At least. I won't tell your wife. <laughs> no, she actually, there's been times where, first of all, my son knows every, and he thinks now anytime somebody opens a can, he thinks it's a beer because that's how much I drink, which is probably a bad sign. Uh, and he just goes, Dad, Dad, beer. I'm like, yeah, that's what yeah, Dad's yep. drinking because. You're kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, son. Uh, but there was—he was asking for one one time, and I gave him a sip, and I was expecting him to kind of recoil at they the love t- it. He was like, "Ooh!" I was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I am in so oh, much yeah. trouble." We have a we have a regular that hangs out at the bar, uh, Matt Barrick. He's a really great guy, and uh, he goes to Jungle Gyms a lot. And at Jungle Gyms, you can shop with your beer, and it's a little red Solo cup or whatever. He's got a, I think he's got two or three boys, and one of them was sitting up in the, uh, up in the, uh, the stroll or like the cart yeah, part, yeah. And he reaches over, and he's with his uh, wife at the time, and 
and uh, they're talking about something in an aisle, and his son reaches up, and he had like a quarter left to punch you in the eye. He had like a quarter left of the cup <laughs> like of The kid chugs it and turns around. What? Yeah, the kid like chugs it, and he turns around, sees the kid like holding the cup, and, and, and the kid. Uh, the kid, I guess, was like all happy for the rest of the time in the grocery store and like red cheeked and everything. I was like, oh shit, kid's man. a better beer drinker than I am. <laughs> He's got better taste than I am. I know. Kid was in a good mood after an IPA like that. But, I'd uh, vomit everywhere. <laughs> but I heard that. I was like, damn. I know kids' palates and everything. You know, your palate gets worse as you get older. So, to, for a kid to be okay with 100 IBUs and all that, Ooh, all that yeah, alcohol, that's going to be. Wow. Uh, Man, that's gonna be quite the tale at the end of that kid's life. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's just a future brewer. Like, there's mm-hmm. there, that's the only thing that kid can do with his life. Yeah. It's either that. one job and one job only. <laughs> it's either that or things end up horrible for him later <laughs> on in life. You've uh, been typecast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we talked. To, did you talk while I was figuring out everything about the uh, the Home Brewers Association awards yet? Have you gotten to that? All right, good, good. I, I did, was just going to say I didn't know because no. I was out running. Right, yeah, we've been having technical and issues and stuff. No, we were talking about the history of the brewery and All just right, good. A, a Cincinnati. I just State didn't want to ask a question and then you'd no. be like, "Hey, and fucking boxing. dumbass!" No, uh, thanks for no. Very cool. <laughs> I mean, I know we're generally dumbasses, but <laughs> by the way, like the uh, what, what was it? The uh, news. Uh, the new thing that uh, Cincy State was doing, the uh, like when they were announcing the the program. Like, oh, we actually we, oh, yeah, yeah. And that, I was just gonna say it's it's the weirdest thing. So Chris and I know each other from high school. Blah blah blah. There's this large gap from graduating high school till about what was it six months ago. Something like that. It was it was a little less than a year, yeah. Yeah, I, I I happened to see Chris. The reason we got back in contact with one another was I see him on a news story that my job was covering, and when we're shooting the video at Cincinnati State, it's their grand opening, they're pouring beers, and I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. <laughs> and they cut around, and I'm like, that's Chris Cooper. I need to find out how I can get in touch with him because he's now in Cincinnati, and I had no idea. <laughs> No, I gotta say, I saw, I saw a lot of negative comments about like um, the brewing program. Like a lot of people saying, like, really? it's, a, it's it's a it's a it's a trade. Like you shouldn't have to go to school for this. Blah blah blah. The reason that program started was an outcry from the breweries in Cincinnati that mm-hmm. wanted more than just some guy banging on the back door wanting to become a brewer. Right. They wanted something that people were like more technical learning, not just like on the job training. And, uh, Something they spent time perfecting. Which, and I feel like less. in that job, and this is just from an outsider looking in, I feel like that job, it, you need a little bit of both. Like, it, you know, from the experience, you start to learn that technical side, but you also are pretty raw. And to come in with a little bit of the skills and a little bit of the science behind it, and yeah. then, you know, you're still green. There's still so much you're going to need to learn. So then you start learning. Like, that's how you can end up being a, a really good brewer down the road. You Absolutely. Know? It's, it's a stepping stone if you really want to take it serious. And, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize how much math and science, like we talked about this before we started the show, a lot of people don't realize how much math and science is actually involved in like the calculations that you have to do. Like they're they're pretty intense. They're pretty long. Right. And one miscalculation, you got a whole batch that's (laughs) fucked. Exactly. How how often does that happen where you're just, (laughs) you got to rename it. You got to rename it. (laughs) It's no longer an idea. I got a name for you. That fucked up batch craft food sports (laughs) this week. <laughs> this one's just called skunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Cat piss. laughs> 2.0. <laughs> 
How often does that happen to you though, where you've had to like completely ditch an entire batch? We've it, it happens. Um, it happens, and I'd much rather have that happen than just rename the beer. You yeah, know? especially if it was designed and meant to be something else. Um, it happens probably. It hasn't happened. To, actually, it's happened recently with us. Uh, we did dump an entire uh, forty barrel batch of punt or doom pedal because it wasn't yeah. up to our standards. Man, um, and that's that's, that's so eighty bad. kegs. I mean, that's Especially a lot of lots. That's, yeah. that's my favorite oh, beer. Shit, man. Um, it tasted really, really cool. I'm not gonna lie. So then, what <laughs> happened to all eighty of those kegs? It, it got it soured. So it's like a sour uh, white yeah. ale, and it's really fucking cool. Which uh, that's fine, but I mean, then what happens to those eighty kegs? I mean, okay, so you're not gonna sell it, but then what happens? Then we have to we dump it and we brew it again and you got to make it up i I mean (laughs) i feel like it still needs to get drank (laughs) no it went straight down the drain except for a couple we put a couple of them in some uh some wine barrels so oh there you go that's gonna hopefully you know we just up the price we'll make up the difference (laughs) so we'll be able to like a special batch on the can nobody's (laughs) in the wise next time you're on some board you see that 18 dollar bottle of stuff you're like oh they just fuck some shit up (laughs) (laughs) sons of bitches Oh, one of the most popular the beers was uh, it's called Blue Melvin, and it's a it's a blueberry cream yeah. stout, and uh, it's crazy popular. Uh, and the first time we brewed it, so good. it was a huge fuck up. Yeah, like it was a mistake. Like we fucked it up bad, and people loved it. You, you know, know what I love too about Fifty West in general? So that I was going to bring that up. That release got a lot of negative press mm-hmm. around Cincinnati. People were really harping on it. So then when you guys did another release recently, you had all of the negative reviews from Blue Melvin like yeah. posted around, yeah, which is such a good ever. fucking idea. Yeah. That, that was the was... farmhouses, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that was uh that was 10 and 2 and uh Ghost, Ghost Imaging. Imaging. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was okay. such a good idea to see like all these negative reviews about how awful this beer was, and they're just like, "It's the worst release ever." All right, let's party. <laughs> like, that, was- that got me thinking about when you're talking about all these things that could possibly go wrong. Is there ever a, uh, a situation where you have like a flaming homer where you stumble in, <laughs> you, you actually fuck up into a beer that is like, oh wait, this is actually pretty good. We've done that. I mean, believe it or not, it's it, happened. It's like, no, oh, I mean, shit, this, that's what happened with that doom pedal. Like, I drink a doom a day, it keeps the doctor away. <laughs> I, truly, I truly believe that. And so I taste it like I know doom pedal in and out. I've been brewing it for almost three years now, and. Uh, we tasted that sour one. I was like, this is really fucking good, guys. It's not too metal, but it's really fucking good. It's kind of tart and sour, and it's like, oh, man. It's not good that that happened. Yeah. You know, something happened, fucked up along the process. Yeah. But uh, it was really... I, I was happy with it. And, I feel like that's uh, happened at other breweries oh, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely oh, where you definitely. they they come up with a, a beer that ends up being a bestseller that they're right. like, this was just an accident. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is, is uh, I can't remember who who I think it was. Uh, I think it's Randy Mosher who said it. Somebody had said it. Um, a, a famous brewer, celebrity brewer. He had said that uh, it's really hard to brew a great beer. It's even harder to do, brew a great beer consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's like. How did I, I fuck that measure. beer up so bad? <laughs> <laughs> How do I fuck that beer up so bad again? <laughs> so like, there's the, you think about that shit like, oh man, that that's cool. That beer's really really good, but how do I do it that bad again? <laughs> 
That's that's a good point because I can only imagine stumbling into a beer off of messing up, and then, oh my god, how do we repeat that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't mess up again yeah. on purpose yeah. to the exact extent that we did. Exactly, time, you know. Like, man, that beer was great. You guys got any more of that? Actually, no. <laughs> we don't have any One more of that because we can't re-perfect our fuck-up. We're, we're trying to replicate it, but we've been fucking up so much. We've been so much beer. We can't, we can't risk it anymore. But that's like the, the some of the best parts about this industry to me, or this job is, you know, like a fuck-up can be a good thing. You yeah. Know, it's like if I manufactured tires... If I fuck up a tire, not I'm a good fired, thing, you know. Or if I manufacture whatever it is, if I fuck up, I'm fired. Yeah, you know, it's a good point. In this industry, it's like, oh wow, dude, great job. No, not a great job. But which is why I think this industry is another good option for me. Yeah. I, I fuck up a lot. That's <laughs> Coop sitting there in class, like, yeah, fuck this one up. That's an A. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> Fuck what you're teaching. This was a fucking top seller. I went against everything in the book. Uh, well, I got a medal for this. I deserve an A. Uh, Coop, uh, are you ready for the, the fights? Because you're fighting this year. Are you pumped? Are you ready to go for Punch Out? Yes. <laughs> All right, sounded real convincing. No, no. I've been I'm, sparring with him, and he—I I think he's in good. He, he's he's in good shape. Are you going to try to beat the one minute twenty six second record? That's the, that's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> everyone that's fighting has to live up to that. I, I mean, record. that's what I—that'd be my goal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. First, um, it would be to make it to the ring. That that'd be the first goal, and then the second goal would be all right. Well, I, I'm going to beat a record, right? I mean, Dude, might that as well. Would be puking so bad getting oh, into that oh, ring, like I'd be so freaked out. That fight, so those go like the everything starts at like four o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. and it goes all night long. Uh, do you know now where you're fighting in the card? Like, do you know about what time? Don't know when I'm fighting, don't know who I'm fighting. Wow, don't know so, shit yet. Coming to the <laughs> ring, Iron Mike Tyson. <laughs> you're just, you're just like, <laughs> that's when I break my own arm in the locker room. Oh, I'm not gonna be able to Sorry, make guys, it. I can't do it. So you're just, hanging out, function. you're just hanging out and they're just like waiting for them to call your name. Like, oh shit, it's time for me to fight now, I guess. No, they, they do they do a good job. They base it on they try to do as best they can with weight class, but with the options you have, it's not always Right. Based on weight class, so they they take a different. I think it's a difference between weight class and skill level. So if I'm at one ninety, one ninety five, but I look like I could take on someone that's fucking two fifteen. Guess what? <laughs> I get to go in the ring with. Now coming to the ring, butterbean. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, you know. I did not sign up for this. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I, I just. I wish I had a little more time to to get a little, little more sparring in and whatnot, but and like. Job comes first, money comes first. I got to take care of my my bills and shit before I worry about you know training, honor, right. and yeah. you know, the training and shit, bragging but, rights. But that's that's a very close second. Right? <laughs> also true. I need that. I need that in my life. So, uh, do you? Where do you want to fight in the card? Because I feel like not we're last. talking. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of pressure being the the title fight the at the end of the night. Need to worry about it, like right I'm sitting in the clothes closed area from four to fucking midnight like that's eight hours of adrenaline i would totally want to just also be first. we're also talking about july 7th at 4 p.m like right in the heat outside where 
you were just like I'd I'd be like this is too fucking hot to. Okay, fight, but man. take this week as an example before it started raining. It was just balls hot no matter what time of day it was. Does it really matter? Yeah, but it was less hot when it was 95. Real feel was like 110. (laughs) I don't want to fucking I don't want to sit outside in that, let alone fight somebody. (laughs) It's fucking awful. I thought it out. Uh, It's three rounds, two minutes each. One minute in between. So if I went to third round, it would be a total of eight minutes. I'd be sitting out there. (laughs) Not not too bad. (laughs) Not too bad. I think I can handle it. No need for sunscreen. <laughs> Dude, I'm, ba- I'm, I'm baby oiled up. Sunscreen. I want to feel that burn. <laughs> Guys, hurry up. It's really starting to cut through. <laughs> that would be my problem. I'd be the dude boxing in like a long sleeve shirt. Like, I'm really white. I just don't want to get burned, okay? <laughs> I, I might you make- can punch me in the face, but if I get burned, it's really going to hurt for a while. <laughs> I might make it go to the third just so I can get a good base. <laughs> I'm just gonna get called for taking. A, I'm just gonna get called for taking a dive. I'm gonna have a weird oh, ass. He, I'm gonna he have knocked a, me out. It's gonna be a weird ass tan though over that fucking headgear. It's gonna be like white or like red here and here. <laughs> How much of that goes on? Is there a lot of betting between people fighting? Are you guys? I did you guys not place in any I, wagers. I, I wish I had a had. You know? <laughs> like, I sold tickets last year. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Dick. <laughs> Well, all right. Uh, that sounds like a yes. That's what that is. That's what, that's what I'm reading out of I'm one. sure it's ha- it happens on the side. You it's know? got like, to. We There's... have celebrity judges, city judges, like true, uh, or ju- you know, judges that live in the city, obviously. Um, we have like true boxing judges come in and stuff like that. Last year we had six, four, I think it was five or six true amateur boxing matches, like bouts. Shit. Um, before. So it, like we started oh, at four o'clock. Oh, okay. That makes and then sense. like. I think there were five That's, or six fights, and then so we good. had uh, a live concert from uh, Ernie Johnson from Detroit. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with them. Yeah, Love yeah. those guys. Uh, then they were like the intermission between the, the true amateur fights and then the boxing, the, the brewery boxing <laughs> matches. They were the intermission, which was really cool. So uh, we have live music, live DJ, you know. And 80 plus beers. 80 plus beers. That's and then God, you guys are familiar amazing. with uh, BC Bottle Lodge. Yeah. They yeah. have a, uh, a bottle share tent. So they'll have like some really cool rare. So everybody there. that's there can do yeah. the bottle participate. Yeah. Well, no, and I think that's the gotta, VIP. Yeah, you got to get. Oh, early. Okay. You got to get like the early tickets, like or those with well, press passes. You know, so uh, Fifty West, yeah. if you're listening to the show, uh, or just passes. brewers that aren't fighting that year. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll drink with Pliny the Elder. <laughs> I will on a redo. <laughs> Preferably uh, Pliny the Younger, but. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally brew that as a competing brewery. Yeah, it, come get no, they have the one. They already have one. It's a, oh, it's they a triple do. IPA. Yeah. yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, they release it one time a year. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah, their their three big ones are Blind of the Elder, Blind of the Younger, and Blind Pig. Are their yeah. three big beers that are like the whales that everybody wants. To More get. you know, Rainbow just skyrocketed <laughs> across my head. No uh, spe- idea. Speaking of that, the the Home Brewers Association released their uh, list of the best beers in America. They do this every year. Uh, for the last eight years, it's been between Blind of the Elder and Bell's Two Hearted. Last year, Bell's Two Hearted upset Blind of the Elder. I guess. <gasps> uh, yeah, clutching my pearls. 
<laughs> uh, it's another. Bells is another one that you. Too hard is another one that you. Yeah, like, I know we had it. Yuck! This is gross. Uh, but they. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember sounding like that, but that's what it sounded like in my. I, I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coop. It was good to have you on. Now uh, fuck off. I'm never. I'm never coming back here, am I? <laughs> nah, you're good, man. I'll, I'll no, you'll be back. Uh, uh, yeah, but they uh, so Bell's came in first as the the best beer in America again. Uh, Pliny came in second, so I guess it's nine years in a row now that those two have finished one and two. Uh, and then there's been you know, it's like the other. fucking NBA. I was about to say, Roger. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, as you see these lists come out and you see the same names up there every time, like, how frustrating is that to be like, how the fuck do we get our our product out there to where enough people because that's all like voting it's all you know they send out a survey so clearly it's just enough people have had those two but how do you see that and then are like man i really want to get on that list what do i do to get there that 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 would be very like an optimal point of view like that would that would be great but like right now we're still pretty pretty local like i think we're in the tri-state area but other than uh, that, like, we're not even in Indiana, not, not it's Indiana just Kentucky, yet. And Northern Kentucky, and uh, Cincinnati, and Dayton. That's our only markets. Okay. Um, I think hopefully. I think that uh, uh, something like that, our best chance would be once the uh, once everybody's palates start to shift away from the IPAs and etc. Yeah. We make good Already IPAs. There. I mean, I'm, that's how I, I'm the same way, man. I can't stand IPA. Okay, good, like, man. I'd much Speaking rather be drinking me. a porter, a stout, a brown yeah, ale, something, yeah, that's where I'm at. something that's sweet and got some flavor to it. <laughs> Not uh, Joe. Joe loves him some IPAs. He's the IPA but, uh, You know, eventually, it's it's one of those things that will move. The, the American palate's always going to be changing. You know, that's one thing about beer. It's going to be around forever, and the American palate's always going to be changing. And uh, I think that IPAs will always be... Uh, a thing, but they won't always be in vogue. You know what I'm saying? So, what is the when next? When did they one? become in vogue? Just not sorry to cut you off, but I thought no, you're fine. It's it's only been kind of recently, It'd probably right? say like the last eight years, five years. Yeah, that's what I'm around right. when Pliny yeah. the Elder and Bell's Two Hearted started, <laughs> yeah. started taking over. But I mean, it it hasn't been that way. I, I want to, and my beer drinking experience doesn't go deep for very long, but I. I don't remember IP. <laughs> giggity. <laughs> Unintentional giggity. Uh, but no, I don't remember IPAs being such a thing to where there's 50 of them when you look at the the shelves, you know, uh, 10 years ago. Well, to that point, somebody has told me that IPAs are easier to brew. Is that true? They're more expensive. Um, I, I, it depends on the size of the beer. I, I disagree with that. Okay. I think Good, that uh, fuck that guy. He was I knew he was the wrong. easiest <laughs> one. The easiest beers, to be honest with you, the easiest beers to brew are lagers. Like that makes sense. to actually brew the wort because they're always small. You yeah. know, like you're not going to have a nine point two percent lager. Like very few people are actually doing that. Right. Um, but where are they? And can I sign up? Yes, all day. <laughs> you know, you look out. You look out West Coast right now. Like that's the thing. Like that's. That's the way everything's kind of trending. It's all going pilsners and loggers and, you know, God. more, more traditional company. styles that, you know, like IPAs were invented in, in, you know, the 1600s right. by guys that wanted to drink beer in India from London. Yeah. You know, like, but loggers have been around for a while and, and, and et cetera. So those are the kind of beers that I particularly like. I like yeah. old school, you know, 
easy drinking, something I don't have to think about. Like when I drink this, yes, simple, simple and solid. <laughs> well, and that, that's my only thing with IPAs. Even as we've gotten to them more, I have to kind of taste it and, and suss out the the flavors. You know, and when you said, "Hey, it's got this, this, and this," on those first initial drinks, I could taste it. But as it goes on. All I taste is hop. Yeah. Like, and that eventually it becomes, like, all IPAs end up tasting the same at a, at a certain point to me. And I'm trying to get past that because so many other beers hold the flavor through or, you know, they, you can taste it and you can definitely, like, all right, I can pick this out no matter right. when I sip it. There's IPAs, the chocolate. There's the marshmallow. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But IPAs, it just seems like no matter what, after the first beer or the first you know half of one it's like all right and now it just tastes like hops yep. like i don't taste anything else <laughs> and that i mean i guess that's part of my problem to a certain degree is i like the flavor to to, to last all the way through even if it's a one note thing like i want to know the first time i sip it it's going to taste exactly the same at the end so there's no kind of surprises where either it goes down or you're like Oh, I really like this at first, and now I don't because yeah. it just tastes like any other IPA. Well, I think a lot of problems is like uh, there's there's a term that we, you know, I I learned in college because I'm, I'm I'm in college because <laughs> you're learning. He's educated. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's got to get older on the brewery. Uh, <laughs> uh, in class, they taught me. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> The worst is, hey, Coop, finish your job. Oh, I got to go to class. Fuck off. I'm not finishing your job. Well, a lot of... Fuck you. A lot of of styles, they they call it Americanized. Everything has to be over the top. Like, style has to be, like, super fucking smoky. You know, IPAs have to be super fucking bitter. And it's just, like, I don't like that. I don't like... And I, I don't want an IPA that I taste nothing but fucking hops. If I right. did that, I'll just get I'll just buy some hops and fucking blend them at home with some water and drink the shit. Like, that, yeah. And that's how I generally feel. And like, why? No matter what, we get these IPAs, and at the, yeah, at the end of the day, I feel like, uh, well, that it just it got to that point. Even even the best ones we've had, there there've been a few, and I feel like Mike and I have discussed this on the show a few times with the ones we've had. The ones that I think are cut with fruit seem to be the ones that at the end I can still right. balance out the, all right, the fruit flavor's there and the hot flavor is there, yeah. and it's it's good. But anything else that, I mean, tries to mix a whole lot in with the hops, everything gets lost and it just becomes hops. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I love balance, and that's why I'm, like, I'm so glad I got into 50 West, is, like, we do have some over-the-top hoppy beers and, mm-hmm. like, fruit forward beers but all in all like i feel like we we always try to have like a good balance i mean sometimes it gets lost in translation when like during the brewing process but all in all i feel like 50 west has some of the most balanced like just phenomenal fucking beers out there especially in 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 the city yeah just just to take a shot locally is like mad tree i just assume Uh, that's all hops and Ryan Geist. Ryan Geist is the same yeah. way. It's just no matter what they brew, hobby. That's why I've always liked 50 West and Listerman have been my two go-tos in Cincinnati because although Listerman is now getting into like the New England IPAs. Oh, they're all and about they're, New England. Yeah, they're man. super that's, into the hazy IPAs. I mean, they found their niche. It works. Niche, and yeah, yeah it's, it's working for them. But I was there. Like I was hitting Listerman's up when... Chacao and Nutcase were like yeah. the big things, and I was like, "This is my Nutcase. fucking jam." Nutcase just won a JBF, yeah. Yeah, like those. Yeah. That was my jam, and then they went 
IPA more IPA heavy, which you know again, like we were talking about earlier, the market's dictating it, so they're starting yeah, yeah. to they're yep. starting to go that way, which is fine. You know, it's it's totally cool, and they do they, even their New England IPAs are still pretty good. I I don't mind them, but uh, but yeah, the, you guys and and Listermans were the ones that were more into like the stouts and porters, and yeah, uh, you know some of those beers that weren't as yeah, there's IPA uh, heavy. There's a, there's a brewery I would highly rec two breweries I would highly recommend if you're into that style those styles. Uh, one would be Taft's. They're in cans. Yeah. Oh, go, yeah. Go down Just to did their a show house. Go yeah. down there, down to their ale house. Man. So Phenomenal good. Phenomenal beers. Like yeah. Good friend of mine, we're on down there. Um, and then oh. you just chop. I was game. I gotta change my pants. You guys keep going. The Nelly's got to him. It's so good. And then uh, I think they're doing some really great stuff up at uh, Brink right now. Oh Ooh, yeah, we did a show. We did a show too. last year there two, too. Yeah. Two places we've done shows at. And we really love Brink because Brink was the f- that was the first time I ever had first anything. road game. Yeah. Well, no, it was our first road game for sure. But it was the first time I had ever had Brink anything. So yeah. I was going into it with a blank slate. Yeah. And I was really impressed with everything yeah. that we tasted from it's well them. balanced, you yeah, know, yeah great stuff. malt. They're a very malt forward brewery, which mm-hmm. I love. That's what yep. we kind of are, um, you know. And uh, the brewers there are great guys, very knowledgeable, really nice, and uh, it's, yeah, super nice. And, they were from Colorado. Like they, the owners, and they kicked out that dude that was trying to steal from us during the show. <laughs> yeah, there, there might have been a guy that was trying to gank our stuff during the live show. Oh, it was really awkward. Although Mike handled it as professionally as possible, he definitely no was, until I got, until I went. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that, that was then, part of the professionalism. The, the cop showed up. Cop showed it, was, up. It, it was a crazy show. It was wild. Was Check that out like, on our Facebook. Was he feed. just like taking a lot of trips to the car and like you slowly dude, started seeing? Shit no, and no, he just kind of like, inching sat towards down, our stuff. Dude sat down at the table. We had a microphone in case one of the owners was available to do an interview. They they ended up not being able to, but you know it was fine. We just left shit there. And this dude sat down and pretended like he was being interviewed. So it was super weird. The mic wasn't on. It was a very weird situation. But you can see him on camera, like sit down and like start talking to the mic, put the headphones on. And then he did this move where he started like pretending to drop shit in my bag and was trying to like reach in to grab his stuff. And uh. I was like, I know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then if you go back and hear that show, it's like, bro. What what the hell? And then it kind of moved off camera. Everything, and I was yeah, still I just, just like, froze. There's a good, there's a good minute of silence. Uh, we've got a viewer uh, question here. Uh, Michael Rate wants to know: Can you guys brew a beer that uh, doesn't make you hungover? <laughs> do, do, does all the math and uh, science that you go through? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's called O'Doul's, right? <laughs> it well, could be that CBD infused beer, right? Yeah. THC beer, like I, I wheat do, beer. I do have to say. Uh, if I get drunk on craft beer, like, like I can be fucking crazy fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't seem to get as hungover if I just go to, like, the mainstream shit. Like, if I drink, like, Bud Ice is my go-to when I'm, when I'm feeling fucking broke. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, back up. I need you to, to, to clarify how that ends up being mainstream, because there's... Bud Light, and then there's Bud <laughs> Ice that ends up being like, and then you got Bud Platinum, yeah. <laughs> Bud with Bud with orange. When I go mainstream, I go Beast Light. That's where I go. <laughs> what the fuck, man? That's not mainstream. I gotta tell you, Bud Ice was the first three pack of Tall Boys that came out literally for three dollars. <laughs> Whoa! And and that was one of the first That's, beers I've ever had. That was also so, pricing in Toledo. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> what it's worth. Here too. 
Oh, is it here too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fair enough. That's and, my uh, hams. Is I've my never. Jam. Yeah. I'm going cheap. Oh, the hams. Bro. <laughs> Get 40, 40 hams for fridge. five bucks. 30? He's not lying. He's promoting yeah. it. It's yeah, in his yeah, fridge. Yeah. I saw 30 pack for fourteen ni- or for thirteen ninety nine. You can't beat that not, shit. Not man. only is he not lying though, that's one of those times where I'm like, oh, I'll have one. I'm like, you know what? It's not for, bad. I just gonna say for the price right. and for what you're trying to get to. Yeah, I got another. Get it on the way, man. I can't be drinking hams than most. I mean, PBR is probably my number one as far as the macros go, but yeah, yeah, you know, I, you, I love hams. You guys, you guys seen the Natty Daddies? <laughs> no, they're they like have eight, fathers eight, now. They're like eight percent. Oh my god, eight percent natties. <laughs> Jesus, don't look at Joe. Joe's like, Joe's god like, damn, yeah. right? <laughs> I hit about twelve of them last night. Don't do it. Uh, I, I, you didn't need to tell me that. I had no intentions to. I, uh, was there anything else that uh, we needed to get to? Yeah, we got to do some white motherfucker. Uh, oh, okay. We're going to uh, do White Motherfucker? Yeah, Joe is going to ask cool. all of us, because we mentioned this. So this It has a, been a while. Coop was very excited it has been when a he long heard time. pre-show yeah. what White Motherfucker was. <laughs> do you was? like that I'm already Dude, ready I'll, for I'll, I'll, I'll brew listening to fucking 90s R&B, R&B <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> well, Genuine so well, radio, baby. Well, so will Mike, but he won't remember The R&B, you can save that for some of Here's for those of you that are catching us for the first time. White Motherfucker is a game that we started a while ago where Scott asks me hip-hop or R&B questions from the 90s if i get it right uh scott has to do a uh a smirnoff you have to i have to get oh, ice get iced. Yeah. Ice. Yeah. Uh, yeah and if and it happened enough times it's been a, it's been a while if i get it wrong i have to do a shot of hypno but what we're gonna do tonight since we have guests and coop was super excited to do this we're gonna <laughs> joe is gonna ask all four of us the question uh whoever gets it wrong has to do a shot of hypno all right i'll just Let's do a do shot this. of hypno <laughs> <laughs> yeah can I we mean, do it if we get it right it. yeah you can still <laughs> be a reward <laughs> Yeah, they're still they're still welcome to do here. I'll just fucking pour we your like how you get down. I mean, if I'm being honest, I prefer the fireball, but I'll do the hypno. I mean, that's you cool. can do the fireball. <laughs> that's fine too. Can we yeah. call the shot with hypno and fireball an ice dragon, like from Game of Thrones? Ooh, that's oh, right. There is an shit. ice dragon out there, bro. Yeah. Oh. I feel like we just found a new punishment: the uh, hypno and fireball Fucking together. Ice dragon. Pour me one. Pour me one. I'm doing it. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. well, well there was doing? also the the Irish motherfucker, the uh, the Jameson and hypnotic that. Uh, Ooh, so yeah. so when Mike was going to buy the hypnotic. He goes into the liquor store, and he also needed some Jameson, and uh, you know him being Irish as shit. But the, there was a big black guy behind the counter, and no, no, he, no, he was in line. Oh, he's in line. Okay, I thought it was the, the no, the actual... it was a it was another customer. Well, anyway, Mike, you know, orders these two separate things that in no world connect. Everything's Mike, behind the counter. Hey, yeah. man, can I get uh, a bottle of Jameson Black Barrel and a bottle of Hypnotic? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you want? I don't know. The blue one. All right, the blue one, asshole. But the guy behind him. Go ahead, Mike. Finish the story because what did he so say? So from uh, from behind me, the line is like ten people deep, and from behind me, I hear this dude go, "Did this motherfucker just order Jameson and Hypno?" And I went, uh, uh, <laughs> "I love it. Who did that? I, love it. <laughs> I did, sir. I did do that. Uh, please don't hurt me." All right, Joe, hit us. With uh, this white motherfucker question, while I finish these shots for so, <laughs> for the fellas. So since there are four of you guys, I is your mic on? I don't know if the mic's on. on. It's it's. I can't not hear you through. Oh, yeah. 
Nope. I can't hear you, man. No. Nope. You want to come around to my mic? Come around to my mic and ask a question. All right. It's all sh- the technical difficulties. <laughs> it's a fucking fucking night, man. Jesus, man. It's a night. You know what, though? This is the first time when we've had super technical difficulties that I'm not just wanting to punch somebody in the dick. Instead, I'm just rolling with it. Right. Hey, this, <laughs> this is us. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, Yo. But since there are four of you guys, make it a little bit harder. There have been ten members of Wu-Tang Clan. I'm out. Name nine of them. Fuck you. RZA. Busy bone. Method. <laughs> RZA, Method. I just... Uh, Red. Uh, method Man. ODB. That was mine. I was going to go ODB. Uh, Fuck. Ghostface. SZA, Ghostface. Ghostface. I am not black enough for this question, so can I just oh, take a man. shot of something to keep it moving? Uh, so I listen okay, to Wu Tang cool. every Wednesday. I believe in Wu Tang Wednesdays. Wu-Tang Wednesdays. I really I enjoy Wu Tang. I just don't. Wednesdays. I don't know shit. I just about did my it. shot because I got fucking nothing on this one. I failed miserably. I'm at set six. Am I at six? I'm at six. Go ahead, go again. Uh, well, you have RZA, uh, Method Man, Red Man. Um, oh shit! ODB. No. ODB. Uh, I just had one. You had like Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Uh, killer. He went hard R. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostface Killer. Um, Ghost and then I. And can't then say I, it in the white voice. <laughs> Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer. That Ghostface Feller. He's, <laughs> he's, he's top notch when it comes to the Wu Tang, I tell you. In the hippity hop. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I love those beats. <laughs> well, and what we've proved here is that... I Mike only I know or, six I of the... Shit. Oh, I only know That's, six of Wu-Tang. That is five more than I knew, because I had ODB, and that, that was, was it. That was six more than I knew. I, after I said Method Man, I was out. <laughs> I knew, ODB, Method, and Ghostface. That's I, it. And, I and joke Red, Riz, 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 and I mean, Red. if I really tried, I would have known more, but good what? God. Raekwon. We're missing Raekwon. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's Inspected right. Deck, You God, Mastakilla, Capadonna. That's that's who we were missing there. I would never uh, Mastakilla. Maybe I would have guessed, but that's about it. Mm. How could I forget Capadonna? Never. I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> that makes five of us. I hope, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> he is. Uh, he was on the YouTube. Uh, and it was like, how you motherfuckers not know me? Hard R. Busy bone. <laughs> Jesus, this has been a show. Uh, all right, fellas, before we close everything out here, uh, we'll get to the polls here in a second. Uh, we'll get to Consumer Candidate. Anything that we should look forward to from uh, 50 West coming out? Everything. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, you know what? A lot of times we give people at the end a, a chance to self-promote, and they're kind of skittish, but everything. 50 West, we coming for you. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you continue. Well, we got Punch Out coming out, uh, coming up, and then uh, I think our next big event is uh, Fifty Fest. Fifty Fest is like huge. Uh, will, will Fifty Cent be there? Um, no, oh, no, sure. no, I don't. I don't think Curtis uh, contacted us yet. But look uh, at you <laughs> showing off your 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 big hip hop brain. I know. A lot of, I'm a little older, so I know a little bit of that stuff, but. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, 50 Fest is a big event for us, big music event. We have, like, uh, last year we had 12 bands, um, oh, 100-plus beers on tap. Uh, so Jeez, that's man, in September. Like that's in September. We have everything from funk to bluegrass to uh, hard rock, just about everything going on there for that. So those are our two biggest, uh, and then those are our two big events coming up here. 
and uh, hopefully any beer you guys have from us tastes pretty good. So I haven't found one yet that I don't like, and that's a perfect segue into Consumer or Can It. Well, real quick, Okay, all right. Yeah, let's not segue. That's cool. We could segue. This still lines up with the segue. Fuck you, Joe. Play the music. You need a beer? Yes, sir. Yeah, this still lines up with the segue. I was just saying, I was just thinking, is this our first 50 West beer? On no, the show. we just had one recently. Uh, I think we did Coast to Coast recently. Okay, because when, when he was going through the beers, I'm like, okay, so some of these sound very familiar, and I can't remember if we had them on the show or if I've just seen them on the shelf, but I, I felt like this wasn't our, our cherry popping of 50 West on the show. So no, we've definitely, yeah, we definitely had uh, Coast to Coast just okay. recently, uh, which um, was fucking fantastic. Not gonna lie, I really, right. I really liked Coast to Coast. I just blocked you guys. I'm sorry, fellas. It's all good. The beer you just poured right now is uh, we call it Kansas City Kolsch. It's a uh, what uh, myself and our pub brewer Ryan. It was kind of a collaboration between the two of us. Shout out and a shout out Ryan Hayes. <laughs> and it's a uh, we we decided to call it an India Kolsch ale. So it's like a it's like a bit of a hoppy Kolsch. Yeah, I gonna... mean, there's no, there's like no hop flavor to it, yeah. and maybe it's because it's I've just been sipping on 110 like, IBUs. Yeah this, yeah. yeah, this doesn't seem as as strong, but yeah, this is uh, it's gonna be man, subtle. this is super good, man. Yeah, this is a really uh, good brew. We did it on our pub system, real small batch, but uh, the second time we brewed it, and the first time it was like, oh shit, uh, Ryan, holy that's shit, delicious. let's 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 do a really <laughs> cool beer, let's do a coal shale that's you know super hoppy and etc. Yeah. So that's a good brew, uh, yeah. definitely Cheers, go with that man. one. Uh, all right, let's get into the Consumer Canada brought to you by Tavor. This week, uh, the, the beer that we had for the show is 50 West's Punch You in the IPA. Scott, you're the anti-IPA guy, uh, Consumer Canada. One year ago, Scott Kaiser would have punted on this before the show <laughs> even started. There is absolutely no doubt. It's still Imperial in front of IPA. You lost me. But a year later... I enjoy this beer. This is one of the better IPAs that we've had on the show. It it hung out with its uh, flavors throughout, and and then that's like I was saying earlier. That's what I'm looking for a, a beer that holds its flavor and doesn't just turn into a, a hot fest with you know water. And so I, I'm gonna go ahead and, and consume this beer because for a non IPA guy like myself, I, I love this throughout. That's fantastic. I know you guys are obviously consuming the beer. Joe is going to consume it because he's, uh, he's a hot it's, head. He's, because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> that too. It is really fucking good. This is a beer that, uh, you know, to Scott's point, when you hear Imperial IPA, you think this is going to fucking be brutal. It is not. It's not. I would have never guessed that this is over 9% ABV. Uh, definitely a fantastic brew. Consume. If you're in the Cincinnati area, pick up a four-pack because, holy shit, it is worth it. Uh, and if you're at 50 West's uh, Brew Pub, go check it out, too, and, and get it there. Definitely consume. Double consume. Actually, this is the first quintuple consume on the show. Hey! We've hey! Never- high five, guys! Hey. I feel like it's just because we're here, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've had quadruple no. consumes, but we've never had quintuple, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and we've had people on the show plenty of times from different brewers and you know, we, we don't back down from our opinion. I mean, it's... That's what I want to like, hear. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I it's that. like, if we really didn't like this beer, and... I me love per- honesty. Well, and I mean, me personally, because I'm a beer fan, but, you know, I, I always defer to Mike when it comes to, you know, the flavors of the beer in general, because he's got more experience in, in, in the long run. And, I mean, for me, it's like, 
if I don't like a beer, I just straight up say it. And I mean, with Pliny and all those other like high profile beers, everybody yeah. will tell me I'm wrong. And I'm like, hey, look, I, I mean, it, it may be for the rest of the country. I thought it tasted like shit. <laughs> so <laughs> if there's a, different. Yeah. And it's, it's like if if there's a beer that I haven't liked it, rewards and or awards and, and recognition be damned. I'm out. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, this one's fantastic. This has been Consumer Canada brought to you by Tavor. Uh, all right. Let's do the uh, the poll real quick. Uh, quick answers on this one. So, again, your your choices are Nick Young, who uh, said that uh, as soon as Canada legalized weed, he said, cool, uh, call me when cocaine's legalized, and Phil Mickelson for playing putt-putt during the U.S. Open. Uh, so let's go around the, the horn real quick. Uh, Coop, who's your motherfucker of the week? Uh Rick James. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Nick Young all day. I mean, come the fuck on, dude. It's a hell of a drug. Nick Young. Nick Young. Uh, Joe, uh, you can't really talk into the mic because it's fucked up. Uh, but who's... All right. Uh, Phil? He went Phil. Oh. Uh, hit your code real quick while I give my answer. Uh, my answer is Phil, too, because that's... You can't fucking do that in the U.S. Open, man. That's yeah, you bullshit. can. Why the fuck not? You're playing the rules. Uh, yeah, this it's man just a bitch cheated move. in high school. I goal, did cheat so in high school. It was all about cheating. Uh, uh, however, the uh, the poll fifty two percent to forty eight percent. Nick Young no, is your motherfucker. Yeah. But I will say, I, I'm not shocked. I, Swaggy P. When we were when we were figuring out these two motherfuckers, I said this one will be yeah, one of the closest ones close. we've ever had. And it sure was. A lot of times there's blowouts, and this one it's very close. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in, guys. Thank you so much. For Thanks for joining us. Fucking great. Thanks for bringing us. I want to do this again. All right. No, we'll go back absolutely anytime you want. Especially with local brewers, we love to have you on the show. And maybe we'll just do a show at 50 West one of these days, and that'll that'll be the way to do it. There you go. That's the real way to do it. We can make that work for sure. All right. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Crafty Sports. You can hit us up on all the social media. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. We out. Yes. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.